1: Second hour of Inside Sports. Brennan Ulrich in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Portions of the show brought to you by Action Furnace. Home of the fixed right or it's free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. Two big stories breaking tonight. Kyrie Irving traded from Cleveland to Boston getting his wish after requesting a trade and uh, getting away from LeBron James, who will likely get away from Cleveland after this upcoming season. So that's a big story we're hitting on. Uh, The other big story is that John Jones being uh, suspended or testing positive rather after his fight against daniel cormier at ufc 214 he won that fight uh dana white saying he is not yet being uh, stripped of his title but that will likely come here i know tmz sports was the first to report this earlier this evening saying uh his title will be stripped and uh dana white saying not the case just yet but he has tested positive, apparently, for steroids, according to a number of sources, such as TMZ Sports, Bleacher Reports, and uh, Dana White as well, I believe, confirming that uh, earlier tonight. So that's a big story. Uh, we were just chatting with Brandon Zilstra on the show about uh, water skiing. Wasn't expecting to go down that road, but uh, Brandon telling us how big of a water skier he is. And I was saying I didn't grow up on the lakes There are not a lot of lakes uh, in Edmonton or around Edmonton. There are some in Alberta. So George is giving me heck. He says, hey, BU, there are lots of lakes around Edmonton. I grew up on the water. And uh, Keith from Bonneville says, Brendan, northeast Alberta, not far from Edmonton, nothing but lakes, lakes, lakes. I'm 42, and 25 years ago, we used to try and get up barefoot after we got up to speed off a styrofoam surfboard you city boys missed out well yes I guess that's what I'm getting I'm a city boy and I didn't grow up around the lake it's not like Kelowna where you're staring at lakes when uh, you wake up but yes there are lakes around Alberta so if I wanted to I could take in water skiing but at this point uh, I'm not very good at it so I don't know if I'd be able to get up Jamie Thomas out of uh, TSN 1150 in Hamilton joins us now on Inside Sports Jamie how are you doing? Sorry Jamie, and, uh, I had the phone pot uh, down You are on now
0: I <laughs> uh, I said, my wife is from Bonneville So she often uh, Bragged about growing up around the lake So um, I grew up in Cochrane There was not much around us either um, And I don't You know, I went on holidays to the Okanagan To the lakes, but I'm like you I, I never got into water skiing but A couple times I did it, I forgot uh, To let go of the rope And I got the rope burned inside my thighs a couple yes. of times So yeah, I'm out I'm out. I'm not in that
1: stuff. Yeah, that happened to me too one time. I think it was the first time I ever tried, and I was like, okay, I mean, this is scary. I don't even want to try this ever again. I'll stick to the tube. And Kel and I were talking about that earlier. At least on the, I mean, the tube can be scary too. You hit a big, big
0: uh, oh, <laughs> petrified. What are you talking about? <laughs> but at least there's you don't no have to get up whatsoever. <laughs> if you're out of control, it's all over, man. There's nothing. There's nothing that's fun about the tube uh, at top speeds, especially when you have idiots driving the, the boat too. So you're you're completely in the hands of. Uh, a nature and the guy that's driving the boat. <laughs> no
1: kidding. Yeah, it's fun, though. I I enjoy the tubing once in a while, but yeah, if it gets out of hand, I get a little scared, too. Uh, the city boy in me doesn't uh, like the extreme water sports, but I don't know if you expect to be talking about that on Inside Sports tonight, uh, Jamie, but I know when you come bonus. with Reed... Uh, bonus. Yeah, well, Reed likes to go down a number of roads, uh, including Star Wars, you guys always talk about. It. I know that. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you watch Game of Thrones?
0: Yeah, I do. I... I I watched the first three seasons kind of skip the middle three and I think this is the seven now right so yeah. I think I've watched the, the majority of this season so far so I, I'm not fully into it but I, I, I've been uh, nabbed into this one for sure
1: the reason I bring it up is Reed just started watching it he's uh, on yeah. season two right now so I know he's uh, been talking about it a little bit more on inside sports <laughs> and when he's back from holidays uh, next time he has you on I'm sure i will ask you about it too So
0: yeah and then maybe he'll be fully caught up by then because there's a lot of catching up he's got to do there Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, I wanted to, I don't know if you're following these uh, big stories uh, in sports tonight. I wanted to talk to you about football. Uh, John Chick coming from Hamilton to the Eskimos and some NFL stuff. But this John Jones thing just broke and uh, the Cavaliers traded Kyrie Irving to Boston. Uh, so big stories. Do either of those uh, pique your interest? Uh,
0: I'm not really. A, you know, John Jones, of course, uh, back in the day when I worked at Sportsnet, of course, UFC was a big part of uh, everyday life. So that, that's, that's, Probably very disappointing for the OCF, kind of fallen off since uh, GSP retired. But now, of course, he's coming back. Um, and as for the 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 NBA steals headlines throughout the summer. This has been the summer of the NBA. So uh, it's odd when a day goes by when there's not news with regards to the National Basketball Association. Uh, this is this is a crazy trade. I mean. I actually didn't think Cleveland was going to do it. I thought they were going to try and get Kyrie to see the error of his ways and get him to stick around for another year, maybe LeBron's final year in Cleveland. Uh, but the deal, I mean, they, Cleveland knew they were going to have to get something legitimate back. Is it is it going to match what Kyrie Irving brings on a night-to-night basis for them? I don't know. I don't think Isaiah Thomas is a good replacement. But, the, you know, you have three very good players coming back, and you have a protected number one pick also as well. So, um the future looks bright for cleveland if if or when lebron james departs town so yeah this uh, this is monumental news and the nba this, uh, on this night
1: yeah especially since uh it's cleveland and boston here trading picks yeah. they're the top two teams in the east last season so that, that does not yeah. happen
0: in sports very often no especially yeah and, and two rivals right too so it's, just, it's an it's an odd trade but i'm sure um uh, Cleveland felt that uh, that they had tried everything, every avenue to try to get Kyrie to change his mind, and then I just find it odd that they trade him within the Western, within the Eastern Conference, and 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 a, an arrival a for that for that matter. So I'm just as shocked as anybody else as this has happened, uh, but I think it, it remains to be seen who's going to win this deal. But uh, now LeBron and uh, has a, Isaiah Thomas as a sidekick, and uh, now we'll see what uh, Cleveland's going to do this year to to help defend their Eastern Conference title.
1: Well, speaking of trades, Jamie, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the team you uh, focus on out there in Hamilton uh, on TSN Mm -hmm. Radio, made a trade with the Eskimos, uh, sending John Chick uh, for a second-round pick. I believe the Eskimos also received a fifth-round pick in the CFL draft, so that's the trade. The Eskimos clearly uh, you know, banged up on the injury front. Marcus Howard announced today that he's out for the season, Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that they went out and you know, brought in John Chick. But some people say uh, he's lost a step. I had Drew Edwards on yesterday. He says that that you can make a case for that. I don't know where you come out on this, Jamie. Uh, based on what you've seen from uh, John last season, where he had 14 sacks, to this season where he has just two, uh, yeah. has he lost a step or is it a product of, you know, that team struggling so much? Uh,
0: I, I think it's a product of the team struggling. It's also a product of the fact that, they, you know, they changed defensive coordinators. Uh, from Orlando Steinhauer to um, Jeff Reinbold and now to Philip Lawley, right? So there's been a lot of turnover at the defensive coordinator position. Uh, is there that much of a change in philosophy and, and the game plan? I don't know, but this clearly is something was going on. And uh, Adrian Tracy, another uh, defensive end with the Ticats, has kind of been a disappointment this year as well. So maybe teams are able to focus more on John Chick. Uh, also the fact that Ted Laurent hasn't been healthy this year. Uh, for a sizable portion of the schedule too so I think that plays a part in it as well I just I I, I don't think Brock Sterling makes his trade without the belief that John Chick can still play and there's no doubt in my mind and he, he said it yesterday he still can outwork 22 year olds in his workouts so uh, I still think there's a lot left in the gas tank for John Chick I still think the motor is still going for him and now he you know he's been very vocal about how happy he is to be in Edmonton to leave an 0-8 football team to go to a 7-1-2 so uh, a lot to prove I don't know if he's so much that he has a lot to prove but I think he's more than happy to prove that he still has
1: it yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, it sounds like he'll play on Friday against Saskatchewan, so throwing right into the fire uh, with Howard being out for the season. He'll uh, line up likely next to Odell Willis. And you look at this D-line, though, for the Eskimos. I mean, it's not like he needs to be the guy every game. I think they would like him to you know, be the guy at, in spurts. But they have Odell Willis. They have Seawall in the middle. Like It's not like yeah. he's going to be the focal point on defense here. But at the same time, having – Guys like Odell might open things up for him.
0: Absolutely. And I I mean, um I think he's gonna be on track. You'll probably see him get between five and seven sacks. Um not to play the the, the predicting the prediction game with him, but I just I, I've always been a big fan of John chick Uh you you mentioned he's going up against Saskatchewan, of course. He had so much to prove last year to Chris Jones for letting him go. Um, from the Rough Riders, and then he, had, you know, went out and got 14 sacks. Was, a, was the Titans' representative for uh, most outstanding defensive player last year too? So I, I don't think he this significant a drop off was expected, and I don't think he's that much of, that bad of a player either. So I, 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 I like this trade for the Eskimos, who are clearly thinking that right now, and Eric Tillman, the general manager of the TICAS thinking. You know more down the road and, and getting that second-round pick, and hopefully uh, for the Tiger getting another Canadian starter in the draft this upcoming year.
1: Well, we could talk more about the Tiger Cats, Jamie, but I'm sure you're sick of that the way the season has went for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting how a team that's 0 and 8 becomes more interesting to people than a team that you know. I'm not saying the Eskimos aren't aren't exciting at seven to one because they they have been. Their injury issues have been very interesting. But it's kind of been a circus in Hamilton, so uh, it, it, there's a lot, to, a lot of work to be done before our next uh, game, which comes on Labor Day, against the uh, Toronto Argonauts. But I think uh, the majority of the people here realize that the, the playoffs are, uh, are pretty much out of the question at this point, point. now it's just a matter of how people are going to fit in in 2018 uh, with, the, with this team that's right now.
1: Well, the good news is the NFL season is just around the corner. So if you're a Hamilton fan, you can start watching uh, some NFL football here shortly. I know you're a big NFL guy, Jamie. Uh, What has caught your interest uh, maybe through training camp and uh, I guess, well, two weeks of preseason football uh, in the books so far?
2: Uh,
0: There's a few things. Uh, The fact that Tom Savage continues to hold on to his number one position as quarterback with the Houston Texans, uh, you know, I, I thought that that was, that wasn't going to be the, the case at this point in the preseason, but Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Texans, remains uh, confident that that is the right way to go. Um, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from TJ Watt, the brother of JJ Watt, uh, playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, almost seems like the perfect place for him to land.
1: Yes, please know uh, more of him. I'm a Bengals fan, and he's yeah, looked yeah. pretty good,
0: so that's scaring me already. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and, and the fact that, you know, the Steelers are continuing to wait to see what Le'Veon Bell, you know, is going to do is going to be back pretty soon so you keep an eye on that because now he's fresh but is he up to game speed in time for the, the regular season because that's the last thing anybody in the uh, the AFC AFC North wants to hear is that Le'Veon Bell is fresh and ready to go for the start of the uh, 2017 season. Buffalo has been pretty interesting in my eyes because training camp started very slow it was very quiet because of the you know, it was very business-like, which is unlike uh, the last two seasons that wrecked Ryan, Sean McDermott's done a nice job calming things down there, but um, you know, they they trade away Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby and uh, which is uh, to me, uh, with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott saying that Doug Whaley's uh, you know, acquisitions and the, the players he has brought in uh, were no good, and then they weren't going to get the job done and they want to get the, their people in there too. So, and then they, of course the the impromptu retirement of, of Anquan Bolden has made things very interesting in Buffalo, and and Tyrod Taylor uh, had a 12 uh, quarterback rating uh, in, in the last preseason game for the Buffalo Bills. So they, they, they've been very interesting, but uh, you know you realize they're they're looking towards 2018, and, uh, instead of trying to tell everybody that they're 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 looking for the now right now. Uh, Cincinnati, to me though, I, I still think they're going to be one of the surprise teams in the AFC because okay, I like that could where go you're on, going. Okay. Yeah, I, everything could go wrong that did go wrong last year for them, right? So they missed the playoffs. I think this is just a matter of time for Marvin Lewis gets his, did that playoff victory that he's been uh, searching for. It's still a very good football team that I love what they've done defensively. I love how they've added John Ross. Um, so to, for more speed in, in, in the receiving core, uh, Joe Mixon, whatever he did off the field, uh, at Oklahoma is, is behind him now. And, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the backfield for the Bengals. So I think the Bengals are are, are primed for a 10-win season in in my eyes and and could be a a surprise team in in the AFC right now.
1: I love that. Yeah, you you mentioned everything going wrong. AJ was hurt. Eifert basically was out the whole season. Um, The O-line scares me a bit, but uh, you look at the division. I mean, Baltimore is banged up. Flacco, we don't know what's going on with him right now. And then... Ben Roethlisberger, he's one hit away from announcing his retirement, yeah. I think. like He's, well, he's close. Hurt. That goes,
0: yeah. He goes without saying, right? It's just anytime you hear that Ben Roethlisberger is hurt, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just another injury. And now you can kind of see why he's been talking about retirement so much. But I still think there's a lot. The Steelers clearly are the, the team. Uh, Cleveland can be what they are and have as many graphics as they have, uh, but they're, they're not going to be a factor this year. But Baltimore... You know, losing two guys to their offensive line, including the uh, the, the shocking retirement of John Urschel, who was supposed to start at center this year, really set them back. I think they lost five guys uh, within the start of training camp to retirement or injuries, too. So um, yeah, as long as there's in problems with the quarterback position and Joe Flacco, we're still not sure how that's going to play out. Yeah, I don't think really Baltimore is in any position to do any damage whatsoever in the AFC North this year. Who is your team, Jamie? Do you have yeah, a team? The Dolphins.
1: Oh, the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. I should have so uh, gathered that me. with your, your, your avatar there on uh, Twitter with uh, Jake Cutler in the picture.
0: Yeah. It, at first, <laughs> when I at first heard the news, I, I kind of thought it was a joke. But now the more I've had to think about it, um, I think it's just kind of like a perfect setup because there's no doubt Jake Cutler had his most successful season uh, with Adam Gase when the two were together in Chicago in 2015. And I, I, I don't see any reason why he won't have success with Miami because he has a run game. They have a very good uh, offensive line uh Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, uh two quality receivers and they have a little bit more than that and Julius Thomason um at tight end too. So I think the Dolphins I mean I'm not this is not being a, the ultimate predictor or anything, but they're they're gonna be second in the division because the Jets and Bills are gonna be garbage this year. So yeah. uh, I think the Dolphins are gonna be a playoff team in two thousand seventeen even though uh even losing Ryan Tannehill, who I don't think is is the long-term answer for the Dolphins at that position.
1: Yeah, sign me up for Devontae Parker in fantasy football. It seems yeah. like Cutler loves throwing yeah. into him uh, so far throughout the preseason.
0: Jarvis Landry's trying to play for a contract, right? Even though the yeah. Dolphins have put out lots of dollars. And Kenny Stills is another guy they just paid to, so I just don't know how... They're going to fit Jarvis Landry into it. So here's a guy that's going to be playing for a big contract uh, for 2018. So everything pointing in the right direction for the Miami Dolphins, even with Jay Cutler as the quarterback this year.
1: Well, the only problem is the uh, New England Patriots are in that division. What? What do yeah. you think? How many wins are they going to roll off this uh, season? Over or under 14?
0: Uh, I'm going to go right at 14. Okay. So yeah, I think this is a 14 and two football team, and um, the, the only question is is how long Rob Gronkowski. Stays, if he plays state health throughout the year um i really like the you know uh the acquisition receiver i'm trying to remember the guy's name brandon um, cooks yeah cooks yeah brand yeah. cook so that, that i mean that's probably the best receiver they brought in for tom brady since randy moss so that 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 has been huge to me um there's been madden cover Jinx going to play tom brady it seems to me that like that would be the easy the only guy that could buck that trend 100% uh, I don't think I don't see any things awful happening for Tom Brady. So clearly, the, the the Patriots, the class of of the AFC by by a large margin.
1: Well, who do you uh, like in the NFC as a surprise team this season? Um... Tampa Bay seems like they might win the NFC South this year. That's a tough yeah. division with Atlanta going to the the Super Bowl last year. I mean, Seattle should be back in good form. The LA Rams uh, making some noise with a new coach and uh, bringing Watkins. Any teams in the NFC that you're uh, really interested to see how they uh, shake out?
0: I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Saints this year. I, I, I mean, they're, of course they're in the NFC South, a, a very competitive division with, along with Carolina uh, in the mix as well. So. Uh, how does Adrian Peterson fit in, right? How does, how does that transpire for them? Drew Brees is uh, winding down here. Um, you've got uh, David Onyemeta, a, a pseudo-Canadian there, who, play, of course, played at the University of Manitoba, starting to get some snaps and uh, playing well. And um, I just think that you know, the Saints are a team to keep an eye on this year as well. And, and how well does Kyle Shanahan turn things around in San Francisco? They're not going to be a factor. But I'm curious to see what kind of magic you can work with Brian Hoyer as a starting quarterback. Uh, so that's 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 a group. Um, but that, that, that Seattle's, you know, there's no question they're going to be up there with Arizona this year. And and how does Carson Palmer and the Cardinals bounce back this year after a really disappointing 2016? So that, that's I'm, I'm curious to see how Arizona bounces back as you have David Johnson, who is just uh, fantasy. I hate to use this terms, but stud. I don't like to use it very often, but he is exactly that. So. Um, my all eyes on Arizona my eyes in, in the NFC West
1: just quickly are you a big uh, fantasy football guy
0: yeah, yeah. do you play yeah, daily I'm, fantasy football? but I'm like a touchdown only guy so I, I'm not into
1: oh the, not into the PPR
0: I'm yeah I'm a, I'm an old old school fantasy <laughs> football guy with the six points and not the uh, yarder stuff so
1: See, I was like that, then I started playing DraftKings and it's PPR full point, so I've quickly uh, turned to a PPR guy, so. <laughs> I'm not offended by your decision-making
0: process, because <laughs> there is money to be made in all aspects, but it's- it all takes up a lot of our time, and uh, you know, I'm sure you sure passes a lot of time with with that type of stuff. But I, I, I do love the fantasy football. I have a 16-team fantasy football league that I've been running since 1994, so you're talking to a guy that uh, has wasted a lot of time with those with that, that, that type of stuff and information in front of him on a daily basis.
1: Well, we're out of time, so we'll have to talk more about fantasy next time around. Uh, luckily, the season's just ahead, so lots of time to do that. But thanks yeah. for taking some time tonight, Jamie you betcha thanks very much man i'll talk to you soon all right that's jamie thomas from uh, tsn 1150 there in hamilton great guy knows the nfl better than anyone else 7:25, we'll take a timeout. 729 here on Inside Sports. Brendan Alark with you, Kellen Kennedy here as well. Marley Scott will join us here shortly to talk about what transpired at Eskimo's practice earlier today as they get set for the uh, Saskatchewan Roughriders on Friday. A quick update from the world of sports. We hit on the John Jones thing. We hit on the Kyrie Irving trade to a Boston. The Blue Jays, though, are in action tonight. They are taking on Tampa Bay and they trail the Rays 6-3. to three. The Blue Jays in a world of hurt right now. Five games back in Minnesota for the second wildcard spot. Uh, Tampa Bay four games back, so they'll lose another one here on Tampa Bay. They also have to catch Baltimore, Texas, KC, Seattle, and the Angels. Good luck. The Jays are toast. Marley Scott after the news on Inside Sports. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630Chad. You asked me to be your savior. J.C. Sheriff bringing us back here on Inside Sports, one of the Eskimos likely lost here for the season. Three more going down uh, earlier today. To talk about that, we'll bring aboard the uh, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos here very shortly. That's Morley Scott, uh, Brendan Ulrich with you. On Inside Sports, info. Reed Wilkins tonight. Kellen Kennedy here as well. Morley, you're a busy man. Thanks for taking some time tonight. How are things going? Nope.
2: Good, Brendan. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing all right. Doing all right. You know, uh, I, th- I was thinking uh, you and I should do a show since uh, we've been on the air so much today.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, uh, maybe we should be on the radio. Oh, wait, we are. <laughs>
1: Well, we were on together last night as well for a few minutes uh, before you brought in uh, Jason Moss, and you pointed out something uh, interesting about his uh, shirt selection, and I talked to Brandon Zilstra about that earlier as well.
2: Yeah, he was wearing a shirt from uh, Concordia College, right, in Minnesota, where Zilstra went, and uh, there was a cool story behind it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you listened, but he was uh, talking about um, how Jason Moss listened to an interview, and I think that was on Inside Sports where he was talking with his former coach. They sort of got that idea. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's more to it than that. We'll, we'll repost the uh, conversation. Brandon went into detail on it. But, uh, clearly, Zilstra likely going to be back here in the mix uh, for the Eskimos this week. He wouldn't uh, tell me if he would play or not. He said it's up to the coaches. But uh, you've been at practice all week. It looks like he'll be back.
2: Yeah, he's been practicing all week with the first team. Uh, that being said, last week we watched Gary Peters practice on defense, uh, and then he didn't play in Winnipeg because they didn't feel he was quite ready to play that game. He'll be back this week, too, it looks like. But, yeah, it looks like Zilstra will indeed be back on the offense. Uh, he'll come in as as uh, Vidal Hazleton exits. So they're even in the receivers department as far as guys getting hurt and guys returning from injury. Uh But is a big... He's a big man to have back in. I mean, uh, uh, Mike Riley's already become very confident with him. They've got a good chemistry. He throws the ball to him a lot, and he gets a lot of yardage. And uh, and The thing I like about Zelstra is the fact that he just gets so many big catches. When when you need second downs, when you need that uh, catch in the red zone or whatever the case may be, he's been a very important go-to guy for the Eskimo's offense.
1: Absolutely, and... uh... You know, Bryant Mitchell has sort of been that guy the last few weeks. Duke Williams outstanding against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, you look at all these receivers, though, Morley, and uh, you can't play them all once they're all healthy, which is a good a good thing to have all these options. But what what do you think happens when uh, all these guys are in because of the ratio? You won't be able to play all these guys together.
2: Well, I think what will happen is when everybody gets healthy, they'll go back to the four rec- four American receivers, which they've done. Most of the year, uh, but which four? That's going to be the question. I mean, Darius Bowman's going to be ready soon. He's got one more game to go on the six game injured list, so it looks like he might be ready to play by Labor Day. Zilstra's coming back this week. Don't know what the situation is with Vidal Hazelton. You got Brian Mitchell, who stepped in and done such a terrific job filling in. All everybody's been hurt. And then you got Kenny Stafford, who got a chance to play, and all he did was put up yards, uh, made made some good catches. Doesn't get a lot of catches, but in true Kenny Stafford style, when he gets catches, there for there for a high uh, high amount of yards. So yeah, it's going to be tough tough decision to make if everybody stays healthy, and uh, when guys get back and healthy, it's going to be hard. And as we were talking last night um, on the show, it's going to be hard to be uh, Jason Moss and make that decision who stays in and who has to come out of the lineup because nobody deserves to come out right now, but someone's going to have to come out.
1: Uh, what else is shaking on the injury front here? We uh, were talking earlier about the three uh, players out for the season, and I know you've been talking about it a lot in sports today that still no sign of Brandon Thompson, Vidal Hazelton, or Corey Jones at practice this week. So give us the latest on all the injuries that this team has right now.
2: Yeah, we don't know what's going on with uh, with Thompson, with Hazelton, with Corey Jones, all starters, all important guys on the team, you know, all... All guys who uh, would be starting if they were healthy, they haven't practiced all week long. We don't know how serious it is. The, the depth chart will come out on Thursday, and we'll find out at that point uh, what injured list they're on, if it's the one game or the sixth game, and then we'll maybe get a handle on just how serious it is. I did see Brandon Thompson walking around a bit before practice on uh, Monday, I believe it was, but then uh, he left the field as the players were coming on for practice, so he never took part. Uh, so don 't know what it is. they all left the game uh, in Winnipeg on thursday with, uh, with uh, at various times with various injuries, so we 'll have to wait and see what the situation is with them. We know uh, we, I know you talked earlier about uh, Ryan King and Marcus Howard and j s Wah, who are all done for the season. Now, uh, King uh, tweeted out today, thanked everybody for their kind thoughts, and said that his uh, his surgery's been scheduled, and then he 'll begin his rehab and be back uh, as good as new for next season, which is great to hear. Uh, let me see what else is going on injury-wise. Bowman practiced this week. Uh, Adam Conar practiced this week, and that's a big one because he was the second man up for uh, uh, at that Will linebacker spot after Corey Greenwood got injured in training camp, and then he got hurt in week three, or game three, I believe it was, uh, against Montreal, I think, or Ottawa, and uh, he hasn't been seen since, but he comes up the six-game list in one more week as well, so he's... Looks like he'll be back in the lineup at that point also. So it's good to see some guys come back, especially some guys who are starters. And they're coming back at the right time because big games coming up. Saskatchewan, of course, on Friday night, then the home-and-home home set with the Calgary Stampeders. So three, uh, but especially when we get to the Calgary games, very important football games. Uh, it's amazing. You think, Brendan, about to start the Eskimos have had their 7-0. and Then they lose their first game and drop the 7-1 and and threw it all. They're only one point up on Calgary and uh, just one win ahead of the uh, of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, so it's a log jam in the West. I talked this week to Elmondo Seewell about that, and he just said, "Man, you lose two games in a row, you could fall to third or fourth place." It seems in the West, if the other teams, uh, if the right teams win, so there's not much room for error in the West right now, for sure.
1: Well, yeah, and you can't count Saskatchewan either. I mean, they're coming off a big win over BC the bye week, of course, as well. Uh, but if they beat the Eskimos, they're thinking, okay, we might have a chance here to compete for the Division two. So uh, that's an interesting team to watch here moving forward. Coming off the bye, you think they'll be on track against Edmonton. Uh, what do you make of this Saskatchewan Rough Riders team so far this season?
2: Well, they've been they've been hit and miss. I mean, they've played some good games. They've played some horrible games. At times, they look like they don't want to be involved at all in the game. Uh, and then you see them play a game like they played against the BC Lions in their last game before the bye week and they were totally dominant they did a lot of things right they got a good receiving court they got a pretty good defense only calgary has given up fewer points in the cfl than saskatchewan has so you got to be wary about that they've got a defense and chris jones is you know it's maybe taken him a year and a half to get some of the players he wanted in place play in the style he wants but looks like he's having some success defensively so it's uh it's it's pretty good defense that will really challenge the eskimos i'm sure uh offensively uh, Kevin Glenn gets in a rhythm uh, he's tough to stop um, I talked to Odell Willis about that today and he just said their most important thing is going to be getting to him and disrupting him and getting him out of a rhythm so that he can't, he can't feel comfortable in the pocket and just, just pick guys off with passes so uh, yeah he's, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer I uh, love him or not uh, Kevin Glenn's a good quarterback and uh, he can make things happen if you give him the time and the space to do it
1: uh, what do you Did you hear anything about this Trent Richardson situation today? The Riders were, what, trying to sign him and the contract fell yeah, through? Yeah,
2: it, it's kind of weird. It, it uh, the, the story I heard was that uh, he was on his way almost to Regina. And uh, he wanted to, you know, come to the CFL and maybe then start to think about getting back into the NFL. He was like a uh, early pick, like a third round, third overall pick, yeah. I believe, was he not? Uh, and uh, he last played with Indianapolis in 2014. And he's trying to get back to the CFL, and he was coming to Regina apparently to sign a contract, and then he found out that the contract was for this year with a team option for next year. And then he said, wait, I don't want to have to be forced to stay another year because he thought he could come play this year, put some numbers up, and then he would get some NFL opportunities after that. So when it, uh, it came apparent to him that he'd have to stay for two years, he suddenly lost interest and is going to try and go another route. He's trying to make it back to the NFL. I don't know if the NFL wants him or not. It's been a long time since he played. Twenty fourteen is a long time ago, uh, and I don't know what kind of an impact he could make in the NFL. But he was a pretty good player, uh, Alabama, I think, right in, in college football. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, then you know an early draft pick, and he had you know he had flashes in, in his time in the NFL, but but not a lot of success. And he's trying to get back there, but he doesn't want to take. Uh, he's not very patient doesn't want to take too long uh, too long a route. He wants to get back as quick as possible. So apparently he said no to the riders, and uh, he's going to try something else.
1: Yeah, he was horrible in his last uh, stint in the NFL. But as you mentioned, uh, he was a runner for the Heisman Trophy, a third-round pick uh, with Cleveland. He had a good year, I think his rookie year and his second year even. But, yeah, things haven't went well for him. Uh, did you know that uh, Brandon Zilster was a big water skier, Marley?
2: I I did not know that until Reed had his his college coach on and talked about it. That that surprises me because <laughs> he doesn't seem to have the body type for a for a water skier. He's a he's a big man. I always thought water skiers would be, you know, a little bit little bit smaller guys. But uh, yeah, I didn't know that until then. So uh, I mean, you got to be strong, obviously, and he's that. He's got he's he's an athlete, so he can do a lot of things. But I didn't know that, and not a lot, not a lot of guys in pro sports are are big water skiers. I bet.
1: Yeah, he was saying that uh, he hasn't really been able to get out at all since uh, coming to Edmonton here during the season, but like on an off week or a bye week, it would be nice to get out there. But I think the Eskimos are saying, no, you know that's a little dangerous for us. So
2: We, we got, what's, what's the, isn't there guys down at the Llewellyns down in Red Gear, I think, they're, they're pretty big, uh, they're pretty big water skiers. Okay, yeah. And, uh, we, should, uh, we should get them introduced to those guys and, and uh, see if he can get them out in the water. Although I don't know if the Eskimos want him doing too many yeah. things like that during the season, for sure. Do you water ski at all? no (laughs) i didn't think so (laughs) neither do i no i tried once but uh, go back to the previous conversation about being a big guy right doesn't work very well
1: (laughs) yeah uh well i was saying i mean there there are lakes in alberta but not a lot in edmonton so like it's not like we we grew up with lakes right in front of us like you would in say Kelowna or you know out east even so yeah
2: he grew up in minnesota right that's land of ten thousand lakes so I mean, that's why the L.A. Lakers are called the L.A. Lakers, because you used to play in Minnesota, and and there were so many lakes in Minnesota, they called them the Lakers, right? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of lakes in Minnesota. I don't think you can grow up uh, very far away from a lake if you grow up in Minnesota.
1: Hey, before we let you go, I've been talking a lot about this uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight. I had... uh... Well, Kellen, first of all, said that he thinks uh, that McGregor is going to win. Stephen Brunt said he thinks hands down, uh, hands down, Mayweather will win. So we'll see what happens. I hope Kellen's right, though. I think everyone's rooting for McGregor in this. But give us your take.
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I think it, it's 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 going to be tougher. I think for uh, McGregor because you know they call it the sweet science, right? Boxing and and I think he doesn't have the experience in it. He's got the fighting experience, but he doesn't have the boxing experience. And I think Mayweather, Mayweather. May be able to beat him because he 's got more experience just in in how to box and how to fight and how to be successful how to defend and and you know how to be aggressive so i don 't know it's kind of apples and oranges though we were talking with Andrew Gross this afternoon on the afternoon news about that and it's uh, he he always thought he said he always thought that the fight was going to be called off. Obviously, not now because everybody's in Vegas and there's been a lot of money spent on it, and uh, a lot of people are going to make money off it because it's going to be in so many houses uh, via the pay-per-view. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like a sideshow kind of thing because it's not uh, it's not two great fighters. It's you know, a guy from two different sports really kind of coming together to fight each other. So uh, it, it's it's kind of intriguing, that's for sure. And I can understand why so many people are going to want to watch it because it's too two great fighters from from kind of two different sports kind of two different angles at it so it's going to be entertaining i think
1: yeah i mean <laughs> it's like wwe basically it's like a big long promo for a pay-per-view event but uh i don't know what's going to happen in the ring other than the fact that they think mayweather will win this but i guess anything can happen so it's intriguing but we'll see will you will you shell thing, out 100 bucks to
2: watch it yeah uh, no no <laughs> not a chance cuz that's what the pay-per-view not a, not cost a chance. is no way uh, you Mayweather has been the favorite right from the get go, pretty much. But the, that that kind of has been the gaps kind of been narrowing uh, on the odds uh, since as the fight gets closer. So it'll see. I'll tell you what though, Las Vegas will be uh, the hype machine will be going strong. Now they're both there, right? So uh, it's set for Saturday night, uh, and uh, there's going to be there's going to be lots of action in the casinos. That's for sure.
1: No doubt about that. All right, Marley, Uh you're back again tomorrow. Uh, you're back at practice. I take it. So uh, we'll talk to you then.
2: Yeah, day three tomorrow for the Eskimos' final uh, polish day as they get set for the Saskatchewan Roughriders on Friday night.
1: Maybe Dave will be back too. He's uh, been banged ah, up as Let's well. So
2: I know he's been he's been on the shelf all week. So hopefully he'll be all right for tomorrow.
1: Okay, man. Talk to All you right, tomorrow. talk to you later. Morley Scott, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos here on 630 Ched. 751, we'll take our final timeout. We'll come back and wrap up the show with some of your text messages on the big fight, the Eskimos and the Riders. Any Rider fans out there feeling confident uh, as uh, they head to town to take on the Eskimos? And uh, I know Kellen's likely excited about Brock Lesnar and John Jones maybe happening in WWE. We'll talk more about that when we come back. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The News bringing us back, Inside Sports, Tuesday edition. Brennan Ulrich with you, Kellen Kennedy behind the glass. Uh, two big sports stories tonight. One being Kyrie Irving traded from Cleveland to Boston. Is he a top five, top ten player in the league? I don't think there's any denying that, at least... Uh, from the top 10 standpoint. So that's a huge deal. Isaiah Thomas and a number of other players going back to Cleveland. Uh, The other big story is John Jones testing positive for steroids uh, after his uh, fight against Daniel Cormier at UFC 214. And uh, he has been suspended from the UFC before for a drug incident. But what happens now, Kellen, we were talking about this a little bit, does he fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Would you be excited for that? Uh yeah. If if it goes that way, don't forget too that there's rumor that Ronda Rousey may be involved mm-hmm. with WWE in some former fashion. So maybe you have a UFC versus WWE fame or themed uh, WrestleMania or SummerSlam in 2018. Who knows? Mixed tag match, Ronda and John Jones. Why team not up? two separate know. matches? Why two too, separate yeah. matches. Lots of options. Vince yep. is probably. Uh, Having himself a pretty good night, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's no thinking kidding. thinking of the possibilities. No kidding. Dana White, not so much. John Jones was the redemption story. He's one of the best athletes they have on the roster, and then this happened, so not a good look for the UFC. But uh, that big fight goes this weekend. UFC 215 coming to Edmonton uh, in September. Uh, that wraps up Inside Sports. Dave Campbell will be in his chair tomorrow night. Reed Wilkins back on Monday. So long from Inside
0: Sports. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.
2: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hicks, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.